We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 2nd, 2014. And um, I was actually going to probably, I wasn't planning on doing a study today, but with all of the breaking current events that have happened in the last week, even like breaking right now as we speak, uh, particularly regarding this situation in the Ukraine um, in the Crimea region, I really felt that I needed to get something out there to try to... There's so many people out there with different opinions on what's going on here. Uh, I wanted to try to give a synopsis of this whole situation, not only from a geopolitical standpoint, but from other standpoints like hidden agendas of either Russia or the United States. What, um, How would this impact the world financially? What might this have to do with the destabilization or trying to prop up the dollar? Which was a big subject we talked about in the last teaching. So... <clears throat> I'm not claiming to be an expert in any one particular area, but I'm trying to look at experts, particularly from the alternative media. Um, and on a lot, a lot of this is going to boil back to a financial thing, as we're going to see. And as a result of that, I wanted to try to give a synopsis of what I believe is is going on over there. So let's just try to do kind of a brief synopsis here, uh, looking at about a 12-page study. A lot of the other things that tie into this as well, um, I, I kind of want to really try to look at the big picture here of why all these things are happening uh, at this particular time. So just to, if, if any of my listeners are not up to date what's going on over there, this is literally, I've been checking a lot of the main lamestream news sites and, and other sites, kind of up to the minute type of thing here, and um the first report's main thing plastered on CNN, incredible act of aggression. Uh, Kerry condemns Russia intervention. Man, is that guy evil looking? <laughs> John Kerry. Wow. Anyway, the Ukraine mobilizes troops in a rapidly escalating crisis that has raised fears of conflict. This was just posted at 317 today, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you know, 3214 uh, Sunday. Ukraine mobilizes troops after Russia's declaration of war. Ukraine's new leaders accused neighbor Russia of declaring war as Kiev mobilized troops and, troops and called up military reservists in a rapidly escalating crisis that has raised fears of conflict. Amid signs of Russia, mili, Russia's military intervention uh, in the Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula, Russian generals led their troops to three bases in the region Sunday, demanding Ukrainian forces surrender and hand over their weapons. I mean, that's pretty bold. Um, this is a red alert. This is not a threat. This is actually a declaration of war to my country, said Ukrainian interim prime minister. Uh, speaking in a televised address from the parliament building in the capital of Kiev, he called on Russian President Vladimir Putin to pull back his military and stick to the, his international obligations, we are on the brink of a disaster. Ukrainian officials called up all reservists in a general mobilization on Sunday. So they're really, this is definitely escalating, they're, they're gearing up heavily here. Now this was at 4.30, the report that came out at 4.30, and uh, Russian forces now have complete operational control of the Crimea, Crimean Peninsula. A senior U.S. administration official said Sunday uh, in the escalating crisis in the Ukraine. The United States estimates there are 6,000 Russian ground and naval forces in the region. Uh, amid U.S. tensions, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry will travel to Kiev on Tuesday, uh, on a, an Obama administration official said. Western officials, including John F. Kerry, were unequivocal in their denunciations of Russia's intervention in the Ukraine. Kerry called it an Incredible act of aggression. Ukraine's army is put on full combat alert while the United States calls for the immediate deployment of international monitors to the former Soviet Republic. Kerry and the European foreign affairs leaders promised that there would be strong response to the Russian move. They mentioned visa and financial sanctions and a trade blockade. Britain and France withdrew their planning 
withdrew from a uh, planning meeting for the next Group of Eight Summit, which is to be held in June in Sochi, Russia. Okay, so, I mean, at the time of this recording, this is pretty much the most up-to-date information uh, that is kind of out there right now, at least in mainstream. Uh, now, wanted to be looking at a lot of the other viewpoints about what's really going on here. Uh, this is a report from Paul Craig Roberts, um, former U.S. Treasury official, and um, he said that he warned King World News that the world is now poised dangerously on the edge of a nuclear war. So one of the key, the key reoccurring themes I keep seeing over and over regarding this situation is um, potential for nuclear war. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying that's what a lot of people in high-level places are saying. There's a big risk for that. Uh, this is one of Dr. Roberts' most important news interviews in history because he's openly warning Washington to stop its aggressive actions against the Russians in their own backyard or risk a nuclear exchange. Now, I'm going to explain what that means in a little bit, okay? Because you could be reading this and saying, yeah, but Russia's the one going into the Crimea region. They're the ones taking all the aggression. They're, well, yeah, but they're doing it for a reason. And I'm not saying that this isn't all totally purely orchestrated by the New World Order, both sides of it. So I'm, I'm not saying that's not the case either. Um, but we're going to look at that more more uh, in the, you know, in a few minutes here. So, let's go further here. Um, below is what Dr. Roberts had to say in this remarkable interview. And I'm only giving you cliff notes of each and every article report because there's just no way I could report all this. Um, you can go back to the links on the PDF for um, March 2nd, 2014 and click on them if you want to read the full reports. So the first thing Paul Craig Roberts says is it may be, it may well be that we will end up in a confrontation with Russia. The Americans could not win on the ground there. They can't possibly, in that distant from their military bases, take on a Russian army in its own backyard. So the conflict would likely go nuclear. Well, that's a pretty big assumption. Okay. I mean, if you go nuclear... You know, humanity as we know is pretty much over. So, I don't really see a lot of Bible for that, you know, prior to the tribulation. I mean, even in, you can, the uh, when the great tribulation starts, okay, there's some things there, sure. But, a absolute, total, all-out world war with nukes involved, I mean, if that went to its logical conclusion, then... Russia would nuke the U.S. and possibly her allies, and, and the USA would do the same thing to Russia, and I mean, you, you'd have total, absolute total annihilation of the world. And from a biblical standpoint, I don't think God is going to let that happen. I mean, that would trump the things that happen in the book of Revelation during the Great Tribulation. I mean, as far as a death toll. So I can't see having that big of a death toll prior to the worst thing that essentially the Bible describes in, in the Great Tribulation. I, I, you understand what I'm saying from, from a biblical standpoint. I can't see it going to that level. But again, saber-rattling and all of these things like we're looking at here is a great way to bring about change. It's the order out of chaos. This is chaos that is most likely being created to bring about whatever order Satan, the New World Order, wants to bring about. And through these crises and, and wars and rumors of wars, which Jesus Christ warned about in Matthew 24. So, kind of, I always try to look at it with a, uh, like, from a biblical viewpoint here, uh, to kind of look at the big picture. So, goes on to say um, that Paul Craig Roberts said, So the conflict would likely go nuclear. I would be worried about whether we can survive the incompetence and the stupidity of the arrogant and ignorant Obama regime. That's what the world has to worry about at this moment. Look, look, whenever you're stupid enough to take a direct to take a direct strategic threat to a powerful military armed with nuclear weapons, which is what Russia is, you don't have any sense. So we have the world being driven by a government that hasn't got any sense, the United States government. Uh, you just don't do that. Now, let's go further here. Now, again, I'm, I'm posting some links here because, like, there's one link here to a Dave Hodges report that just came out, or came out, like, in the last 
within a couple days. And it's entitled, Putin has occupied Crimea, is Ukraine in World War III next? And you can click on that link if you want to know more about that. Another link, Ukraine mobilizes troops after Putin's declaration of war, leaves Obama dazed and confused. Many people are saying that, you know, Putin's playing chess, um, Obama's playing checkers, you know, that type of thing. Or Obama's playing marbles, Putin's playing chess. So, they're saying that, you know, America's looking very weak in its response to this, and that um, every time Obama supposedly lays down a red line, Putin just is loving to cross it, further discrediting him. Uh, just all of this stuff you, you keep seeing over and over. Then the next thing is a um, World War III to cover up the dollar collapse, which is what we talked about a lot last week with those interviews. Now, this is another X-22 report. Now, I'm not going to go ahead and play this. You can listen to it. It's only about 13 minutes, but it is very insightful. He does a very good job of surmising and summarizing what he believes is going on here. I'll just give you a little bit of a synopsis of that. Dave from the X-22 report explains that the reasoning behind the U.S. and the EU spending, now this is very important, the U.S. and the EU spending over $5 billion to fund destabilization and a coup in Ukraine is for no other reason than to cover up the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Now that, I don't think it's no other reason. I think that there's many reasons most likely, but that would be one of the primary reasons they're doing this. Now, there's a whole report here entitled, and I give you the link, U.S. government caught funding the coup in Iran. Iran, that's good. Ukraine. So in other words, if the U.S., and this is the the whole premise of this whole thing to begin with, this is why Russia is ultimately going to say we had to come in here. We had to, they are saying they're having to come here to protect their interests in the Ukraine. Okay? Because by the U.S. and the EU spending $5 billion to fund the coup, to put in their puppet regime, that obviously would be pro-Obama, um, pro-EU. That would be a huge threat to Putin, considering how close Ukra- the Ukraine is to Russia. And in this X-22 report, Dave gets into the whole thing about the uh, mountain ranges and things of this nature and, and, and why it's very strategically important. Um, the Ukraine and, and these things that, um, if you want to avail yourself to that information. Going further, it says, as other financial gurus like the Trend Journal forecaster Gerald Salente have explained previously, only a war can prop up the U.S. dollar at this point. Only a war can prop up. Now, again, more stuff about the dollar collapsing every time I turn around and, and look at you know any type of financial, uh, particularly alternative news news formats. The dollar, you know, it's 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 they're desperately trying to to keep it propped up, and what a lot of these people are saying is that. This is all happening, this whole fomenting of World War III, this whole thing with the Ukraine is happening because only a dollar, uh, only a war can prop up the U.S. dollar at this point. So the risk of World War III and the resulting mass casualties is considerable, considered acceptable to hide the total economic collapse. Dave breaks it all down, uh, but this is an information, this is information everyone should know about, especially Americans who do not appreciate Obama not only getting us involved in yet another civil war, but possibly starting World War III by provoking Russia and then ordering military action against Russia, which will end in nothing short of a nuclear attack against the U.S. So they're also saying, he's also saying the potential for a nuclear attack against us. Now, what about all of the Russian troops that are already here that I've, that I've reported on? And we're going to talk about that more a little bit later. I mean, I've heard different theories of, okay, this is all by design. They were going to act, uh, fo- try to fo- uh, foment this war. And then um, Russia's moving their um, battleships and nukes into position. And we're going to talk about that as well. And this is being reported on in the mainstream news as well, being a little bit downplayed. But that's happening. And if Russia already has 
thousands and thousands and thousands of pre-positioned troops already here, let's say that they were planning on doing one thing, but then let's say that because this happens, they actually turn on not, let's say, so much the American public, but our own military, and start killing them. It would be like a Trojan horse. They would already have their, their, their military assets already here. And you know that they're going to, you know, they want to kill Americans, essentially, a lot of them, and they're going to be under orders, and they're going to do what they're told. So, that's another scenario that, that could happen as well. The next report, the world is now standing on the edge of a precipice. Uh, on the heels of an escalation of chaos in Ukraine today, 42-year market veteran spoke warning King World News that the world is now standing on the edge of a precipice. Below is the powerful interview by Egan von Gerertz, who is the founder of Matterhorn Asset Management out of Switzerland. In 2008, we had the first confirmation that the financial system was bankrupt. Uh, And since then, money printing and debt creation have been exponential worldwide. This is why I, Eric, consider gold being a good buy um, to as good a buy today as it was when it was $300. Because today we know that the financial system is bankrupt and that most governments are bankrupt. There's absolutely no solution to this problem. In other words, you, you, you print money out of thin air for years and years. It's, something's got to give eventually. You know, nothing backing the currency. Nothing. If something's got to give. That, that system eventually has to collapse at some point. Okay, so going further, uh, it says that government and central banks worldwide will print unlimited amounts of money. That will lead to hyperflationary depression. And it gets to the point where the money, because you're printing it out of thin air, because of the hyperinflationary depression, it, it has less and less buying power, obviously. Uh, but there will also be social unrest, famine, and wars. Eric, I am not a pessimist, but I see no other possible outcome. I think he's talking to maybe Eric Sprott, uh, the, the guy from Matterhorn Asset Management. Anyway, so here's another guy seeing I see no other possible outcome than basically, you know, uh, social unrest, famine, wars, most likely a currency reset. Previously, there has been hyperinflation in individual countries, but not worldwide. Therefore, the consequences will be much greater this time. There will be a monetary reset and a new reserve currency, which will include gold. He's got a question mark after that. My fear is that the world will be in such a mess during the hyperinflationary period that no permanent solution can be reached. Instead, there could be a deflationary implosion of of the system after hyperinflation. Okay, then we have, there's, there's, there's his opinion, expert in financial things. Now we have uh, Lyndon LaRoche's opinion. Uh, in an early release, it uh, shows that LaRoche PAC Policy Committee member Dave Christie challenged Obama publicly while Obama, Obama was speaking in, from the DNC winter aud- uh, meeting, they've written this really bad, I didn't get a chance to really go through all this and edit it all properly because I'm just trying to wing this teaching and slap this together so I can get something out. It was really either do that or do no teaching at all. And it's already, I'm already like 10 o'clock on a Sunday night where I just finally was able to kind of get up here and get this going here. So I apologize if it's not as polished a lot of times as as maybe I usually am. Um, But It was kind of like all or nothing on this one. I can't wait on this information of the week. This is going to be irrelevant by next Sunday. A lot of this stuff that's going on with Ukraine. I'm not saying it's irrelevant, but this particular type of news, this would be almost like a 6 o'clock newscast at your local news where you're trying to get out the information that's very, very timely right now. So that's what's kind of different about this study. So, um, anyway... You probably heard about that on TV, where Obama was challenged by this guy the other night, um, and I guess it was a LaRoche PAC policy committee member, this guy named Dave Christie, and uh, he yelled out, tell us, this is while Obama was speaking, he says, tell us your plan for nuclear war with Russia. It was heard loud and clear in the beginning of the video clip below, and I, I heard it on TV. It was on CNN. 
LaRoche has been warning about the countdown for thermonuclear war, and right on time, the U.S. and the EU destabilize Ukraine. Now, he's saying as well, the U.S. and the EU are the ones that have fomented this coup, have destabilized Ukraine, have put $5 billion into making this happen. So then Russia responds, because they view Ukraine, you know, like, I don't know, maybe like a wayward uh, son, you know, type of attitude that they would like to have back, and and they're they're going to go in there to protect their their interests. I believe is the way they've put it. So, um, the U.S. and the EU destabilize Ukraine, and the ousting of the pro-Moscow, democratically elected president, forcing Vladimir Putin to move to protect Russia's interests, then threatening Russia about the cost of military intervention. As LaRoche points out, the whole scenario has been carefully crafted and organized. Like, like I said, it's all by design. It's all about the collapse of the dollar. Now here's another guy, unrelated to these other people, saying the exact same thing. This is all about the collapse of the dollar. And there's a link to that as well, on the collapse of the dollar, if you want to click on that. We were warned, and the chaos we are seeing now is playing out exactly as predicted weeks, if not months ago. LaRoche is not only is not the only one that asserts that this has been Obama's plan the whole time, as a political analyst tells us from Press TV. In a Friday interview, Mike Billington warned that as a result of Washington's provocations regarding the Ukrainian crisis, the international community is on the brink of a global thermonuclear war. It's, It's over and over again, two common themes. Global thermonuclear war, and this has all been done by the EU and America, to try to avert the collapse of the dollar and or mask that collapse. Because if you have a war going on, a lot of things can be blamed on the war. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if you just have the economy and Obama's at like a 60% or whatever disapproval rating or whatever it is now, and if, if, if it's just totally something that, that where, where there's nothing on a global level going on that you can blame things on, it's much easier to blame Obama. But if this war breaks out, and the way that they're crafting it in the press is that it's totally Russia taking the aggression, they're being unreasonable, they're doing this, trying to provoke the Ukraine and then the other U.S. and the EU nations into action, when in reality, the EU and Obama were the one that funded all this to begin with, were the ones that destabilized the area, were the ones that paid $5 billion to get this coup going which forced Russia's hand. That's the reality. And that's what people, anybody, it seems as though that's, that's intelligent and in the know and that have been studying this, they, I'm seeing this over and over and over again. And the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. So, that's why I wanted to, to bring this information to you. He goes on to say he argued that the U.S. and the NATO allies are trying to provoke Russia into taking some sort of action to justify what they plan as a nuclear assault against Russia and potentially also against China. Well, again, you talk about global suicide for everybody involved. He goes on to say it's not the Russians who are intervening in the internal affairs of the Ukraine. It was the U.S. and NATO, the analyst pointed out. Now, that's an a totally separate guy, uh, uh, you know, from Press TV. So we keep seeing this over and over again. Now, these are other headlines that happened this week. World War III on the doorstep. Russia spy ships in Cuba as tension rise between U.S. and Russia. It's true. Russia spy ship discovered in Havana, Cuba, while Russia reinstalls nuclear missiles in Cuba. Now, there's whole thing on that you can click on there. Update, Russia seeks to ex- ex- uh, access to bases in eight countries, for its ships, bombers, and Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and five others. Another one, Russia parliament demands recall of the ambassador to the USA. I don't know if that's actually happened yet, but they did demand the recall. And that's always a bad thing. When I think of that, I always think about like World War II when, you know, um, you know, Japan, recall their ambassador, or whatever. You know what I mean? When, when that happens, it's getting pretty bad. It's getting pretty close to where we're not even going to negotiate here. It's a done deal. I'm not saying that's the point. That's exactly the case. 
Nothing could end up coming of this on a nuclear war thing, and, and even from a, a, a huge war between America and Russia. And again, this is why a lot of times I'll also present this information, uh, which really the most important reason is to have the body of Christ praying about these things. So that the Lord, if, if in his mercy, would, would intervene. And, and um, But there's going to come a time when stuff does start to happen. And, and, and nothing's going to stop that because the Lord is going to permit that to happen. Um, if this is the time, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure. But um, it could, obviously. There was a, uh, a good interview on Hagman and Hagman the other night. And it was entitled Flashpoint America Under Siege. And um, it was with uh, Steve Quayle, Greg, Greg Evenson, and Hagman and Hagman. And it's a bombshell discussion on about the American under siege. Now, it's like, my word, two hours and 40 minutes. It's, it's, it's a pretty big one. So, obviously, I can't really play that. And um, I'm just going to give you a few of the high points. Um, it says, we can clearly see now via all the signs surrounding us that America is entering the terminal phase of our transition into complete totalitarianism. The interview, This interview reminds us that the chaos we are seeing uh, now growing across our planet is neither spontaneous nor by accident. The plan has been perfectly orchestrated and is now being carried out by the global elite who have long maintained a goal to put in place a one-word system of governance, currency, and even religion. America is racing toward a totalitarian abyss so deep that revelation from revolution from within by those who want to preserve our inherent freedoms seems inevitable. What could act as such a flashpoint? Here's here's things that could act as a flashpoint for that. Uh, one, gun gun confiscation is here. Now they talk a lot in this interview, which one of the main reasons I think it's good to hear this interview is what they're saying about the Connecticut gun owners. This whole thing where a certain sect of these gun owners are being demanded by the government to come in and, and essentially uh, register their guns, particular kinds of supposed assault rifles. I believe this is a beta test. Because if this could turn into bloodshed, where you have certain ones saying, no, I'm not going to do that, and you're not going to take my guns, and the government's saying, oh, yes, we will do it, and we will... So this could be a um, uh, a uh, beta test for that. Using Sandy Hook as the impetus for all of that. Oh, see, you, 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 what kind of monster are you? Not wanting to register or turn in or whatever. And so... They get a lot into Connecticut, and that that could really be a huge situation there. If gun owners there in mass become non-compliant to whatever the government's saying, the government says, okay, well, here comes the SWAT teams. Well, that could literally be what starts everything off, with not only gun owners there, but gun owners all, all across America. Because if they're going to go that route, it's going to be an absolute total bloodbath from sea to shining sea. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, that... <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I really pray that, that they de-escalate that. Um, that is one of... Because I'm, when the Second Amendment goes, it's over. It is over. <laughs> Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Hitler took the guns. They, they, they always did that prior to a total military dictatorial takeover. And... Um, that is the uh, main thing that they're that the New World Order is really wanting to key on. So another flashpoint could be the militarization of the local law enforcement, which is here. The uh, the drones that they're putting out, the purging and gutting of our military, uh, the ritualistic humiliation of U.S. citizens, the pursuit, marginalization, and neutralization of political dissidents, intimidation and neutralization of whistleblowers. The orchestrated collapse of the U.S. dollar and our sovereignty. The war against the U.S. middle class. Uh, the investigation between police, intelligence agencies, and financial institutions. Uh, the, the whole, the whole too-big-to-fail garbage. And uh, the CIA involvement in foreign unrest. But what they said about Connecticut was very timely, because that really could be the linchpin 
for really an absolute bloodbath in America, Connecticut, what's going on there. Um, and the thing is, is like I've said, the New World Order is always trying to gauge public reaction. If they get away with it in Connecticut, that's going to give them the green light to start it everywhere else. They figure they can get away with it in Connecticut. Number one, it's not like California, where it's such a huge state. They've already done a lot of stuff in California, I know. But because of Sandy Hook, because it's a smaller um, landmass they're dealing with, I believe they're really using Connecticut like a beta test to see if they can pull it off. Now, um, on um, Steve Quayle's site, there's a lot of these things called Q-alerts, which are when people write in, which, you know, I haven't gotten any of these types of things, but I do get things, I mean, I've gotten a lot about Russian troops and, and, and foreign troops on our soils and things of this nature. Now, what's been happening lately, though, is a flood of these reports about veterans being um, targeted covertly through these, um, just like vehicles that they're seeing. And I'm just going to read some of these so you kind of have an idea because uh, I'm sure I've got some veterans as my listeners and you may be seeing the same pattern as well. I mean, it's a whole bunch of these things, and I posted them. I'm not going to read every one of them, but you can come back here and read it, and and um, you know see if this rings true true for you. Um, this one, Steve. A few months ago, I noticed I was being watched by a black Ford F-150 with deeply tinted windows. The truck was not only parked in an unusual place across the street from my home, but eventually also across the street from my work. You're starting to see the same vehicle um, when you're in different areas. You know, that's not good. I saw the truck about eight times, but not daily. Then when I noticed it across the street from my work, I knew I was not imagining things as the parking lot it was sitting in was a business not opening until about 8 a.m. And it was 6 a.m. at the time. The truck was also facing away from the business at the end of the parking lot and toward my work. The first few times I ignored it because... It wasn't happening daily, but I began to realize whoever it was was inside, was studying when I was coming and going and where I was working. I always parked in an unnatural manner, facing where I was where I was either getting in or out of my car. Now, again, foreign troops would be ideal for this because they could do things covertly like this without even really having to get out of their truck. They're learning the lay of the land. They're learning the patterns of their primary enemies, which would be ex-veterans. Particularly ex-veterans that are pro-Second Amendment, pro-constitutionalist. And again, they've got, they've got all of this stuff cataloged, and, and so they know who their biggest threats are. The ex-veterans would be the, the primary ones that would, would lead, be more prone to lead other Americans that maybe aren't ex-veterans, or maybe are ex-veterans, um, in a, revolution against this wicked, evil, corrupt governmental system. They would be, obviously, more prone to do that. So, obviously, if you were Satan, or if I were Satan, I'm not saying we are, but you would want to target those people from a militaristic standpoint, um, because it would be like, in their eyes, cutting the head off the snake. If you could take out all the veterans, which is what they're trying to do in so many different ways, then... um, the people that were left would not have that military-type training. Um, or most of them wouldn't, unless they were self-taught. So the veterans, I really believe, are, are, are going to be more and more and more targeted, and they are being more and more targeted on so many different levels, through different legislations that they're putting through, and just of all the, the prejudice and bias, and them not letting them have firearms, and and all of these things that the VA does to them, and, and then you look at what was done to them in the military service with the vaccinations, particularly modern-day veterans, and, and the experimentations that a lot of times were done on them that were made made legal through different executive orders. Anyway, um, 
he says, thanks for confirming I'm not crazy as I see this seems to be a pattern of monitoring certain people. Okay, so there's one. Here's another one. Um, Steve, I'm a retired military of 25 years. I live on a small wooded plot of land outside Wasilla, Alaska at the end of a gravel road. I've noticed four times this month that a Chevy SUV has been parked down the road from my house at night. I called the Alaskan State Troopers to report the suspicious vehicle on them twice, to them twice, and both times the vehicle departed a few minutes before the troopers showed up. Huh. Huh. What does that tell us? That would tell us that the state troopers are in cahoots with these organizations. They're working together. Okay? Um, which is interesting since the troopers use a secure radio frequency. Anyway, um, I positioned trail cameras in the woods to try to see who it is. This past Monday, I recorded them driving up at 0032 and leaving at 0643. In other words, I believe that was... Uh, probably um, 32 minutes past midnight to 6.43 in the morning. This morning at 06, at 6.20 a.m., I noticed the car was there again. I mean, this is out of, I mean, if you live like in Alaska, out some, I mean, you know that there's no doubt this guy's being, you know, targeted here, Okay. So, this morning at 6.20 a.m., I noticed the car was there again, so I grabbed my my M1911, my German Shepherd dog, and went to look at the vehicle. No one was in it, and I couldn't see anyone in the woods. My dog did not alert me to anyone either. This is so weird. I noticed the SUV was spotless inside and outside. <clears throat> I wrote down the tag number and went back home. Not five minutes after I got home, I see the SUV drive off with its lights on. So I guess the guy must have been hiding in the woods very stealthily or something. I don't know how you're going to do that with a dog, though. But anyway, um, I went and checked the trail cam, which had perfect view of where the vehicle was parked. And it recorded the vehicle parking and then leaving hours later. But strangely, there are no photos of anyone getting in or out. What are we dealing with, cloaking technology now? I don't know. I mean, the trail cam would have come on. It's, it's, it's motion censored. In other words, if somebody got out of the truck before he walked up on it, then it would record that. But it didn't. It only recorded it pulling in and out. I mean, it's very strange. Anyway, um, I'm not sure what to think, but I'm going to pray against who or what that may be. <laughs> yeah, the what part is we're coming to those days, I believe when you're literally not even dealing with human entities, potentially. You know, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, Jesus Christ said. Next one. Um, to add another comment as to the vehicles checking out veterans, today at, at 9.30, a white SUV Ford Explorer with tinted windows stopped out in front of my place, uh, and I was there about two minutes. Now, all of these people are veterans who are writing in, okay? This is a veteran, vet, Vietnam era combat veteran. Um, so, this is a white SUV Ford Explorer with tinted windows stopped out front of my place. Was there two minutes, about. I could not see with my monocular due to the windows being tinted. I am in for, I am in for Bend County, Texas. And when the van left, it did not stop any place else on the street. It just drove away. The street I'm on is about a half mile long. I am toward the ends. I just want to pass this information on. Uh, let's see. Next one. Uh, hi, Steve. I hate to play any conspiracies, but I just took the garbage out and a nondescript blue Ford pickup came down my street, cul-de-sac, where we, we were at the end. Parked across from our duplex and sat there while I made two trips outside. I called my husband to come back and look and made sure it was a Ford. They finally left very slowly as they watched our home. My husband said, said it looked like one of them was doing something on a cell phone. We are both Vietnam-era vets. I am very out of shape after two hip surgeries and was looking for some motivation to get back in shape. Better late than never. 
That was from Sharon. Another one. Uh, I'm a Vietnam vet. Vet. Yesterday I pulled. O- I was pulled over by a young lady that asked directions. Now I don't get this pulled over. Do, does it mean that she was a state trooper or something? I don't know. Anyway, um, the only reason she didn't shoot me is that I had a passenger with me. Now that's a pretty big assumption. I don't know. I, I mean, I've noticed a, a pickup truck driving slowly by my place and wondered if if I was being recon um recon essentially i live out in the uh country where there are very few people so watch out now what i'm hearing from these people also is that they're getting um if they get pulled over and they're by themselves they're being um assassinated i don't know how in the world they could suppress this in the news on a mass scale because there's veteran, you know, obviously networks and things of this nature. So I don't know about that. But um, to me, this is to me, it's a lot of uh, oh, prepping, you know, gearing up, prepping, recon, that type of thing, learning the lay of the land. Here's one. Steve, my mother just called in tears describing her horror story and validation of foreign troops in Danville, Virginia. My family farms in, in North Carolina, not far from Danville, Virginia, and their neighbor, Bob, works in near Dan works in Danville to be near his family and his firstborn grandchild. Often Bob will watch his granddaughter, who attends a school in Danville, and brings her and her friends over to my parents' farm. Yesterday, Bob brought his second grade granddaughter and her new girlfriend and mother to meet my parents. My mother welcomed them as as usual, but noticed that both of them had accents, which made her more inquisitive. After a short tour of the farm, looking at some wild deer, they came into the house. Mom, being cordial, passed out cookies and said, I detect an accent. Do you mind if I ask where you're from? And the little girl said they just moved here from Russia. My mother replied, Oh, that's a long way to come to Virginia. What does your daddy do that he moved you all hear, and the girl replied, he's here to shoot and kill Americans. The little girl's mother instantly broke down crying, saying, it's true. Grabbed the daughter and left. My parents were shocked, and while they've heard rumors, they've never expected to hear this from a child. That was from February 26th. It's like a week ago. No, not even that. I'm just going to go ahead and read these. Because I think, I mean, the thing is one or two coming is one thing, but, I mean, this is just from one little time period. These are all February 26th. This is like from a couple days that came in on one website. Um, Here's the next one. I'm a retired combat vet, Afghan, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan. I just found out about your warning for vets, and I'm a believer in Jesus. About a month ago, I noticed a newer black Dodge uh, 3,500 truck driving in my neighborhood. I have an extensive bit of training and experience in noticing these things. Anyways, anyways, the same truck was driving very slow during recon, doing recon. Every weekend for about four weeks, this truck with different drivers every time drove past my house very slowly. I noticed details and I noticed that it had magnetic decals, company logos on the sides that were changed every time it drove by my house. Oh, how clever of them. Also, the men appeared to be bearded and young. Bearded? They seem to be not American. That's correct. I believe they are from a Muslim country. Hey, what better ones do you... They want to commit jihad. They want to kill us. They want to wage unholy, satanic war on the infidels. They're commanded to. Especially against the great Satan America. And its veterans... And they're here by the thousands. We've let them in. We've given them special privileges. They're in all kind of high-ranking positions in our government. Our, our president's a Muslim. He's been one. A communist, socialist, rabid homosexual to boot. But he was brought up a Muslim. And we have tons of high-level 
Islamic Muslims in government right now in very high positions that Obama has installed there. They would be the perfect ones to say. They don't care if they die. They think they're going to go to be with their, you know, whatever, 72 virgins and white-skinned boys if they die in jihad against the great Satan. Who better than them? And this is the Russians' aside. But the Russians would most likely be working with them in the same united satanic cause. And also, I believe, to kill our own military. The ones that will not go along with the plan. Um, Please, when you receive info on these types of events, really ask who is responsible for this. Could it be our country? Or could it be from other outside groups? It's not other outside groups. Our country knows what's going on. This is all by design. This is all having to do with eliminating and wiping out the middle class, the veterans, the Bible believers, the pro-lifers, the pro-constitutionalists, the pro-Second Amendment. This is what this is all about. But they view the veterans as the biggest threats. Um, so anyway, next next one. This is remember. This is these are all from February twenty-six. I'm look. I'm looking at the dates on these. Yeah, I just checked this from February 27th to February 23rd. Like four days. We're looking at here. These all came in on one website. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, here's another one. Just read the Q alerts. Um, There may be a whole bunch more up there right now. Probably is. Just read the Q alerts about trucks targeting vets. Didn't connect the dots until now. My husband is a Vietnam veteran. I stay alert as to the goings on around us. About a week ago in the morning, a dark blue Ford pickup truck was drove in front of our house very slowly. We live rural. Now, again, I'm saying all this, too, so that my listeners or maybe people they know can warn their family members. Now, again, these things can a lot of times be an open door for you to ultimately present them the truth, hopefully, ultimately, so that they end up getting saved. Because if you can show them Hey, listen, this is happening. This they're staging all this. They're then then they've got they're almost forced to take a, a a big picture, a look at the big picture here of what's going on from a biblical standpoint, hopefully here. So going back to this, uh a week ago in the morning, a dark blue Ford truck drove in front of our house very slowly. We live uh rural, very rural, but everyone out here has at least four acres of land. Anyway, I drove I drove past the house. A man inside, scoping down our property, uh, went down to the next driveway, turned around, came back, and sat in front of our house on our road. I was watching it, but not near the window, of course. He eased down the road with the road width of acreage, stopped again once past. He scoped out acreage, woods behind the house as well. In other words, he's doing total recon on this property to see like maybe what way they would actually... If they come in at 3 in the morning, what way they're going to come in to learn their habits, to learn when they're home, when they're not, whatever else he can pick up. Then a car came up behind him, so he had to go on. Watched him pull out on the main road. Called my husband, told him immediately. Saturday afternoon, my husband um, and I were talking. We're taking our dogs for their daily walk on our rural area. We started out, I was bringing him up to speed. Um, regarding the article on um, Steve's site, he stopped and said, I need to turn my phone off. This was out of character. Never done that before when we walked. So he turned it off. It was a beautiful cloudless day. We got up the road and suddenly, right on top of us, where we were at, this cloud just appeared out of nowhere. Believe me when I say it could not have blown in. It was stationary. It was just sitting there. We both got really creeped out by this. All I could think of was, I pray there's not a drone or something in that cloud. We took the attached picture, which actually looks farther away than it was. I, I didn't see it in the thing, but anyway. Um, uh, my husband said it looked to be about 3,000 feet up. As we stood there and watched it, only a few minutes, maybe five minutes, it dissipated right in front of us that quick and it was gone. Poof, can anyone explain that? I don't know. I don't know. I disconnected our landline several years ago because they, quote, they were on it all the time. Remember those third-party line days when you could hear someone on the phone? Well, it was like that. They were constantly messing with my computer, and I can always tell 
um, when they are, quote, on. I unplug everything from my wall every night, and when I forget to take the battery out, the next day the battery will be depleted because they've been messing with it so much it's depleting the phone. Go figure. I keep my cell phone in a Mylar bag most of the time when not in use. Battery out at night. Great idea. Great idea. Mylar bags, you can get them. EMP-proof bags. You can keep them in there. And, um, you know, you can turn your phone off, put them in there, and they can't send a signal. So they can't, they can't ping your location. But it's better to just have a phone or phones that are just like the throwaways. It's getting to that point where you're going to need to have that, where you get rid of your main phone and you start to go that route, you know, because, um, you know, when this stuff starts to go down, last thing you want is a nice, well-established phone that they can triangulate your signal via GPS. Anyway, you can go track phones or whatever, get them and, um, literally activate those things with anonymous information and, you know, keep them in Mylar bags and not use them until the time comes. Or maybe use them if you're going to go out to a particular location and um, you don't want to take your real phone, if you have to have a phone with you. It's just some suggestions. So, um, you can also wrap the phone, and if you don't have a Mylar bag, you can wrap it in aluminum foil, but make sure you wrap it really good. You might want to test it by calling the phone when it's on in the bag or in the aluminum foil. If you call it and it rings, you're, it's transmitting a signal. It's not working. You need to do, do a better job wrapping it. And there's shielding, quote, bags and things of this nature out there that do not work. I just bought a couple. They don't work. Not the Mylar, but just a couple phone, supposedly phone wasn't the block at pocket that I've heard. It was another one. Shield. It doesn't work. So you got to be careful about those, too. you got to test them. So just bear that in mind. Not all those things are, are, are work. They've got to be really, really um, well uh, sealed in order for that not to transmit a signal. Um, So anyway, she says, I know all this is probably moot, but I'm not making it easy on them either. I crank up worship music just to annoy them. Um, By the way, we pray daily that the Lord will help us stay alert and sensitive in our spirit. We have increased our focus on listening to that still, small voice within. Amen. And also, again, it's why I did that teaching on Psalm 64, a Christian's door of hope regarding protection. If you haven't listened to that teaching, I would highly advise you go up to contendingfortruth.com and key in the word psalm in the search box and you'll see Psalm 64 and listen to that because it's very important and and I would almost guarantee you it will make a huge impact in your life. Um, Let's see here. Last one. Uh, Let's see here. I have had a very unsettling experience today. Uh, I am reporting this event in case anyone has heard from other veterans any reports concerning blue Ford pickup trucks. It seems to be a lot of blue Ford pickup trucks. I read some months ago that when the veteran hit teams go out, the teams will be traveling in blue Ford pickup trucks in the rural areas of America and stopping the veterans to ask them for directions and then killing them. So that's where I guess this has come out. This has been known within the veteran community. Be very careful of this. Again, we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. We don't want to be destroyed for lack, destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's why I'm doing this, because this is something that could literally impact a lot of people. I remember that these blue Ford pickup trucks would be equipped with uplinks to facial recognition software, data, bases for target verification. Wow, that's another huge one. The alert also included advice for veterans to vary their schedules and not to travel with cell phones. (coughs) Excuse me. Well, I walk every day about the same time, until today. I went out, except I had a couple of paper targets rolled up, and I was on my way to put these targets up where my husband and I target shoot. On my normal route, I stopped and stared up at an orange-reddish drone. 
or plane that hovered above my position and then sped off. I couldn't tell what size or altitude it was. I just caught my attention because it was flying so low, and then it seemed to stop above me, and its odd color and bulbous shape, my husband met me at the target. Now, we got some really weird stuff going on here. we got clouds that are materializing and disappearing. We've got drones now. We've got that one with the trail cam where it doesn't record anybody getting out, but when he got to the SUV, there was nobody in it that he could at least see. Weird stuff here. But it's going to become, stuff like that is going to become more commonplace and more commonplace. As we were walking back to the house, a dark blue Ford pickup pulled up to the end of the dead-end road where we were about to walk, right where I had looked up at the drone. I had it run... Um, had it run my features through facial recognition software. So as they they see this drone and as they're walking back to the house, this dark blue Ford pulled to the end of the road where we were at, about to walk by. The truck turned around before we could see the driver and drove back through the uh, through um, by the neighborhood. It did not stop at any of the houses, and I've walked through that area and never saw a blue Ford pickup truck parked in anyone's driveway. I notice every blue Ford pickup truck since that alert. I've lived here almost two years and have seen only three vehicles there every time the driver stopped and chatted whether I was shooting or not shooting. I felt like the driver was surprised to see two people instead of one. Now remember, they're, they're coming out. If they're, if they're assassinating anybody, I guess they're just doing it one at a time. Or that's so the theory goes. I don't know. My husband was not with me when I hung the targets and had that plane or drone hovered over me about the same time where I go to walk up every day. The truck was turning around there at about the time it would have taken me to do a normal day's walk and passing that spot on my way back to the house. In other words, she's thinking, I think is what she's trying to say here, is that if she was by herself, she would have been killed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I kind of think that's what she's trying to convey or there would have been a chance of that. I'm hoping, I hope I'm overreacting, but I thought I'd send this out in case anyone had heard similar reports. Or are they going to just really try to target the men at this point? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I, I, I mean, that's just, that's more confirmation of targeting the veterans. And then we have these reports, go, go, segueing into to more information here. Um, well, let me see what we're at on time here. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stop part one here, and we're going to go to part two, which we're going to pick up with the whole Muslim Islamic presence in this country, because the one guy got into that, and you think, well, if they're here, and we're letting them do whatever they want to do, if we're installing them in high places in our government, then we must be working with them, ultimately. The government has to have brought them in for a reason, or let them come in here. Is it because they just want to be politically correct, or are they going to be used in the coming war against the middle class, the the pro-lifers, the pro-Second Amendments, the veterans, the pro-constitutionalists, these types of people, pro-Bible? Well, the more the merrier. I mean, if you've got an evil army of, of, of... Muslims that want to come here and kill Americans, why not? So I think this is why we're seeing this, and that's what we're going to talk about next. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G. For for truth t r u t h dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is twenty three fifty nine. Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.